FYI, this podcast contains spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 158 of the podcast that goes snicked. Snicked. I'm your host, Jason Venable, and this is a b- 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 bonus Secret Wars update. Update, update. <laughs> yes, even though we've talked about some of the new books already, we're finally getting the end of our last Secret Wars tie-in, Ultimate End number 5. I know that Old Man Logan might show up in Secret Wars number 9, but we'll cross that secret bridge when we secret get there. <laughs> yes. Yes, my, my wife, who is not joining me for this episode, is, is correcting whether I should use an adverb or not. I don't know if it picked up, but she did. <laughs> anyway, so while we're here, we will also briefly talk about all-new X-Men number 2, therefore making this episode the Bagley special. Because in Ultimate End number 5, it is written by Brian Michael Bendis, with pencils by Mark Bagley, inks by Scott Hanna, colors by Justin Ponsor, letters by VC's Corey Pennant, <laughs> and the cover is by Bagley and Hennessy. And the cover, we have kind of the, the standard Ultimate thing we're doing here, where we have like, the opposite of widescreen. <laughs> We have black borders down the side and the cover kind of in the middle, kind of squeezed in. In this, all the ultimate heroes are walking into the white light, with the exception of Miles Morales, ultimate Spider-Man, who is last in line, and he's turning around, and he's kind of looking at the camera, if you will, or looking at the reader. It's it's a cool cover. It kind of denotes, because at least as far as we know, most of these ultimate versions are not going to make it... uh, post-Secret Wars, but we know that Miles will, so that's interesting. Kind of like he's saying, I'm not going to walk all the way into the light (laughs) like these other clowns. Anyway, of course, remember this series is all about kind of the coexistence in Battle World on the, uh, in New York City, the coexistence between the Ultimate Universe and the 616 Universe, and they're about to all fight each other, try to figure it out, but Miles shows up. Now remember, he uh, joined up with some of the heroes on the raft. So he was with like the 616 Spider-Man and some of those heroes. And so he kind of knows what's going on. And so he stops and tells all his ultimate buddies what's going on and tells them about Doom and how Battle World is all like fake. And of course we have different versions of Gene and Emma and they read his mind and verify the truth. Then everyone starts panicking I don't know what to do. We get a nice double-page spread of, of Doom's head. It's really cool looking and all in white. And then we get some pages of talking heads and everyone kind of like trying to figure out what they're going to do. I like this because in these pages we get, and all of them, Old Man Logan is not saying anything. He's just smirking. While everyone else is kind of, oh, no, oh, oh, He's just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that part's cool. Um, then... He, you know, Ultimate Hulk decides that Miles is lying, so he attacks him. And Old Man Logan kind of attacks Hulk, makes him back off. And he says, no, it's true. And then we kind of re- summarize in two pair or er, five word balloons, the whole Old Man Logan miniseries. <laughs> he says, it's true. I've seen this, all of it, with my own eyes. 
I've traveled from my home over the walls. I've seen a place that was a mutant hell. I've seen a place totally controlled by Stark Tech. I've seen a place full of dead people and zombies. I see dead people. And none of it, none of it made any damn sense. And so basically he's, he's verifying what Miles' story. He's uh, giving it cred- He's making it credulous or credible. I don't know. Anyway, right about this time, right on cue, the Thors show up to uh, denounce this blasphemy that uh, Miles is spreading. Magic teleports everyone away to safety. Ultimate Punisher gets killed by Thor lightning. Of course, he was ready to kill all the heroes to preserve the city and some weird Punisher thing. Yeah, they decide that the only thing to do is to take the fight all the way to Doomstot and confront Doom. And they're like, but... But if we do this and Battle World gets undone, what'll be after? Like, maybe this is the only way for us to survive is to live here. But still, they can't abide by, by Doom manipulating and reshaping the world to his own whim. So they go ahead and take the fight to him. And then we get what I'm assuming is going to be a similar scene in the last issue of Secret Wars. With all the heroes from everywhere joining together, attacking the Thors that are guarding Doom's castle. I do like that Old Man Logan is kind of leading the charge. Just like we saw at the end of the Old Man Logan series. And then we see that everything goes to white. In fact, we end with two blank white pages and a double spread. And then we kind of have like the post, almost like a post credit scene it feels like. We have Miles waking up and his mom's back alive and he gives her a big hug. He's like, oh, this is weird. And then he, uh, he swings around and he's, he's in regular New York just doing his thing. So that's cool. Um, the art was fine. The story was fine. Um, it's kind of boring. This whole series is kind of boring. Really, honestly, especially with the end, this just felt like a story of, hey, how did Miles and Old Man Logan get to the regular universe? Here you go. And honestly, you know, you know, Marvel put out a while back an all-new, all-different free previews magazine. And honestly, the pay- they're, they're like full-page kind of covers, ads, whatever, for all the new series that they were announcing at that time. And honestly, the little cover for Old Man Logan and the little cover for Spider-Man, um, adjectiveless, by uh, Bendis and Pacelli, saying that they were coming to the regular universe. Those two covers were really all we needed for this story. <laughs> we got everything we needed to know. And um, at least Old Man Logan was had brilliant art and was fun to read. This one is like, okay, yeah, I get it. Miles is, is going to survive. But this actual series had no real reason to exist. I didn't think. If someone liked it, please let me know kind of what clicked for you. Uh, caveat to that or disclaimer, didn't read a whole lot of Ultimate books. Um, read Ultimate X-Men for a little while and then picked up a miniseries here and there. But So I don't have like a real deep love for the Ultimate Universe or these particular set of characters. So there was nothing to excite me in that direction. So that may be partially why I was kind of bored with it. But... All the same, I mean, a lot of the Secret Wars tie-ins were, were new characters or new versions of characters that I had not previously read, and they were still, the ones I liked still entertained me, so this one just didn't didn't quite do it. So, um, our last Secret Wars tie-in, our last little update, barring a possibility of talking about Secret Wars number 9, kind of ends on a whimper. I'm going to give Ultimate End number 5, 2 out of 6 claws. It wasn't bad, just I kind of wish I wouldn't have paid money for it. (laughs) So that's our Secret Wars update. 
Um, this is really going to be a pretty short episode. I just wanted everybody to have something that I could put out during the week of the holidays that y'all can have, you know, just something little, little listen to while you're unwrapping your presents. So yeah, it's going to be pretty short. But while we're here, we will go ahead and talk about All New X-Men number two. This is written by Dennis Hopeless. Pencils again by Mark Bagley. Inks by Andrew Hennessy. Colors by Nolan Woodard. And letters by VCs Corey Pettit. <laughs> Hope that, that came across. Um, and on the cover by Bagley, we have old Cyclops with the X visor. And reflected in the X is young Cyclops. And they're both screaming at each other. Uh, so it looks like they're about to blast each other. And it's a pretty cool cover. I like it. Um, so remember... In this series, we have, in the first issue that, that Georgie was kind enough to join us for, we had the um, Ghost of Cyclops kind of militant mutant gang, for lack of a better word. The younger Cyclops was hunting them down, basically saying, Quit using my name in vain, thou shalt not, or whatever. With the all-new X-Men have come back together to come save their buddy Cyclops, their fallen leader, of course, no Gene. But I do like, so on the title page, you know, they have the little headshots of the team members. And last is Pickles. So he's not just kind of a prop. He's actually like on the roster. I thought that was kind of cool. So anyway, they go to the the library of the college in Chicago to rescue Cyclops and to fight the gang. Uh, The thirst guy with his terrible name tries to shoot water. And Iceman (laughs) Iceman gets a great line. He's like, (laughs) water, my name starts with the word ice, man. What did you think would happen? And he freezes all the water. And Wolverine's like, it's a diversion. They're running. (laughs) <laughs> Told you I would use the old voice for Laura. <laughs> anyway, so her and Angel decide they're going to track the gang down. Uh, Cyclops finds one. He stops. He tackles Thirst and proceeds to beat him almost to death. Um, Beast continually and repeatedly objects. But Cyclops is like, no, why should I stop? And he finally says, because uh, the police are here. And we have a bunch of, bunch of cops pointing guns at Cyclops. And he drops his little bat, his little shorty baseball bat. And they arrest him. Beast tries to talk him out of it and says, hey, he was attacked. He was only defending himself. And he shouldn't be in trouble for catching his own attacker. And actually, the, the cops make a couple of decent points. He's like, A, I'm not going to, but I could arrest all of you. And since you're mutants, no one would care. So I guess I guess the thought is, be glad I'm just taking him. <laughs> And they also said it's kind of their policy when there's a disturbance or a fight on campus. They arrest both parties, let them cool off, got to sit it out in jail. Then if he's really innocent, they'll let him go. No big deal. But he has that time to kind of not fight for a bit. (laughs) And so Beast is like, ugh, fine. And he tells the X-Men, well, I guess we'll get him in the morning. Um, We get a really interesting kind of turn of events. I actually kind of enjoyed this. I thought it was kind of funny. So we have Beast holding pickles, and he's all yawning, and he's like, well, we got to go feed pickles. <laughs> the, those stops, those cross-country teleports kind of wore him out. He needs to refuel. And then Idy and Kid Apocalypse, or Evan, are like, uh, what about the the Magic Mystery Bus? Uh, no, they, they call it the Nerd Wagon, so I'll go with that. The Nerd Wagon. I do like that it's a VW bus, but on the front, instead of the VW sign, it's a circle with an X. No, that was kind of cool. And so Beast and Iceman are like, yeah, that's a good idea. Why don't you guys fix that? We're going to go get some pizza. And then, of course, Evan and Idy are like, not cool. So we go to jail, and Thirst and Cyclops kind of argue with each other about philosophies. 
Thurston is like, we follow Cyclops because he, he told, he spoke the truth, told it like it was. And Cyclops is like, no, he was a supervillain. He goes, you're a gang of stupid kids who dress up like a monster to scare people and steal toys. Nobody's impressed. Sit down and shut up. And then the kid's like, that's bunk, man. Because apparently he's from the 90s. Um, <laughs> and he keeps calling Cyclops Cyclops Jr., which I thought was funny. And he goes, and Cyclops says, Cyclops wasn't my dad, you idiot. Cyclops is me. Then we go back to the pizza place. They have a pickles and a backpack. And he smells pizza and goes nuts. Starts teleporting all around the restaurant. I like how we have things obscuring Pickles' pee-pee. Um, <laughs> it's either in shadow or there's a piece of pizza covering it up. So we don't see his uh, private parts as he jumps around the restaurant. Um, so Logan and... I'm sorry, not Logan. Logan's not here. So Wolverine, Laura, and Angel have tracked the rest of the gang to a parking garage, as you will. And they hear them talk about how they're going to go break thirst out and figure out what's going on with this fake cyclops and uh, wolverine's like that's our cue and she jumps in and she's gonna attack the van and angel's like but cyclops couldn't take him out what are you gonna by himself why are you gonna try to do it by yourself and she says no offense to scott but i'm wolverine snick snick and he's not this is almost a great panel it's a great line and it's not bad art i'm still just I'm not really, I'm still just not really digging Bagley's version of, of Wolverine. And also, I think these colors are almost a little bit too bright on her costume. I kind of prefer the more almost muted yellow and blue we get in uh, Wolverine's own series right now. But that's just my personal preference and opinion. But anyway, she kind of, we have like a kind of an animation cartoon like action explosion behind her. It's a really cool almost kind of poster type panel. And I like the sentiment that she's like, yeah, of course Cyclops couldn't because he's not Wolverine. <laughs> so she uh, cuts the tires off of the car. It crashes. Uh, they get really mad. Uh, magic radioactive claw man uh, burns her. And she uh, keeps charging. And what's a pretty cool little sequence because um, the guy's like WTF. Like I burned her with like my radioactive goop and she's just coming. And Angel's like, hold on, babe. And he grabs her and he throws her in a water fountain. (laughs) And she gets up and kind of growls at Angel. And Angel's like, no, 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 that's your mad face. You were on fire. And she's like, yes, but Flaming Wolverine is even scarier than normal Wolverine. I had that fight won. I didn't need your help. He's like, okay. And she's like, I don't ever need your help. Which, all right. And Angel kind of says, sorry, I guess, question mark. As the uh, the bad guys ride off in another different car that they probably stole. Bunch of hoodlums. Those mutant hoodlums. No, Alright, so I like how she's kind of acting like Wolverine. She's kind of charging in. Not always thinking. Leading with her claws, so to speak. And I like the banter between her and Angel. But I feel like in her regular series that the dialogue is... It's still kind of sarcastic and snappy, and, and she's still kind of like tough and independent, which I like, but she's not quite as mean. Like, I felt like everything up until she said, I don't ever need your help, like, felt pretty okay, but that just felt a little, and I know she's mad, okay, so it's out of anger, but I don't know, this this version of the Bantor feels a little bit meaner, a little bit meaner-spirited. Denise has a question. She's She's in here making some holiday treats. That's why she's not on the episode. You know how Wolverine would have, like, road rage? They called it, oh, his berserker. 
Yeah, so she's asking about Wolverine's berserker. Well, she has the same um, powers, and she's a clone, so I'm going to assume that she probably has a Berserker option somewhere. (laughs) Uh, Well, so what they used for her in her series and all that was she had a trigger set, and any time she smelled it, she was like conditioned, almost like... Pavlov's Wolverine to um, just go crazy and kill everything in sight. So I don't know if that's like a Berserker substitute or if that was just a way to unleash her Berserker through training. So maybe she doesn't go Berserk without it. I I don't know. That'll be interesting to see. I'm going to say that's probably up to the writer's discretions going forward now that she's actually Wolverine to, to figure out whether they want her to have that quality or not or that characteristic. <laughs> So Denise is wondering if her kind of mean-spiritedness is a toned-down berserker. And that that's a good question. And I guess we'll kind of have to see how she plays out through these two books, the all-new Wolverine and the all-new X-Men, and see like the, the different ways she reacts when she loses her cool. A real good way to know, Wolverine most often went berserker when he got hurt so bad that his healing factor all... Like, he should have been dead or knocked out or whatever, but his healing factor kept him up, and he kind of lost his mind. So it'll be really interesting to see when Laura's right on the physical edge if at that point her Berserker comes out or not. I think that would be kind of the first real test. I would hate to think she would only go Berserk just for being doused in a water fountain (laughs) or or pulled out of a fight that she wanted to be in. But like I said, I, I understand that she's mad. And... It just feels a little bit different in tone from kind of the, the bickering we got in All New Wolverine. And I guess I'm just saying I prefer All New Wolverine, which just in general so far, I like that book a little better than this one. But yeah, that's fine. Whatever. So anyway, ID and um, Evan's solution to the nerd wagon is to have it towed, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. And they're like, all right, let's go catch them up. Let's go catch up with them. Have some pizza. And uh, Iceman says, Heidi, Evan, over here. How goes the vehicle extraction? And Evan's like, depends on who you ask. And Iceman says, word. <laughs> He's such a millennial. Um, <laughs> so then we see Pickles is eating more pizza, drinking more beer, has a big mug of beer. Uh, Beast is trying to catch him, but of course you can't catch a bamf that doesn't want to be caught, as they say. And um, <laughs> Beast says, in hindsight, should have brought the pizza to Pickles. Which I think is a good life motto. Bring the pizza to pickles. Don't ever bring the pickles to pizza. <laughs> so then we go back to jail with some more philosophizing between Thirst and Cyclops. And I, Cyclops kind of tells them a story that I'm here from the past. And I've seen what a complete jerk I turn out to be and how I ruined the world for everybody. And like I can't, can't get away from that. If I, if I use my powers... Everyone just sees him because it's the same powers. My old teammates, they look at my face, they see his face. I think it's interesting. I don't know if I really like it. Like, I, I don't, it doesn't endear me to the character, but I do think it's a good story beat. The, really, the, the things he's trying to avoid and not becoming his future self, the Cyclops that kind of went bad by completely isolating himself and um, not having any checks and balances that kind of leads to like the rage fit we had earlier. And I think that'll actually push him more towards being more extreme. 
like older Cyclops, like like leaving his teammates because he's worried about them or scared for them or whatever. May sound like a good reason, but I think in the long run it hurts him more than it hurts them to be by himself and to try to be doing it all on his own. I think that makes him more susceptible to becoming what he's trying to avoid becoming. And I'm, I'm interested to see how that plays out and hopefully someone will address that with him and kind of confront him on it. Like, hey, you don't want to be this guy, then let us help you. Don't don't run away from us. Don't close yourself off. You said he became so close-minded in his dream that he can no longer, like, hold up the mutant dream before. Like, by closing yourself off, you'll become more close-minded as well. So, so I'm interested to see how that kind of plays out. And then, of course, we end with the jailbreak. The ghost of Cyclops are here to get their man and, I guess, probably take younger Cyclops as well. This panel's not bad. My least favorite part is the big gray guy and the big pink guy look exactly the same, especially with their little Cyclops bandanas on. It's like, other than the color job and one of them has a glowing claw, other than that, they're the same character visually. And in this panel standing next to each other in almost exactly the same pose is kind of annoying. (laughs) So anyway, the art was fine. The story... I liked it maybe a little better, maybe a little less than everyone. I can't really tell. Um, I don't know. Denise liked this issue better. She's going to give it three out of six claws. I think I'm going to leave it exactly where I left number one. I'm going to go with four out of six claws. I thought there were some good funny moments. I just liked the first issue. Some good character moments. The actual kind of story, like the fighting, I didn't really care about. You know, I liked kind of overall... The portrayal of Wolverine kind of jumping in, but didn't necessarily like the Bantor as much. I really enjoyed the Cyclops scenes. I'm really thinking his arc and what Hopeless does with him, at least for the first little bit of this series, is probably going to be my favorite part, which is interesting because I'm not always the biggest Cyclops fan, but I'm really enjoying kind of the questions that are hanging over his head. And as a reader, seeing how those kind of get resolved or don't get resolved or what they evolve to, where they push the character. So that's kind of the part I'm most interested in that. And I just just want to see Pickles and Iceman going around doing stuff. That's that's my favorite part of, of the series so far. I still really like Angel and Wolverine, but I think we get a little bit better version of that in her solo series. So, overall, I'm going to give all-new X-Men number two, four out of six claws. Denise is going to go up to three out of six claws. And that's all-new X-Men. So this was a bonus Secret Wars update where we talked more about the other book than we did the Secret Wars book, but that's fine. Like I said, pretty short episode, but I hope you can enjoy it over your holidays. Gives me a little break. I've actually already already recorded the next flashback episode, but it was a doozy. Got a lot of editing to do, so I will get that out as soon as I can. Don't know if that'll be next or not. We also have our um, our year-end episode coming up um, pretty quick. So one of those two will be next, and the other one will be the one after. <laughs> so there you go. So um, as usual, please like the Facebook page. Twitter is at SnickCast. Email is snickcast at yahoo.com. Show notes and stuff are at the website. That's uh, snickcast.podbean.com. And hope everyone has a great holiday with whatever you're celebrating. Um, Just enjoy it. And even if all you're doing is celebrating a day off, then enjoy that too. Whatever the day means for you. Hope you have fun. Hope you see people you love. And um, until next time, hugs and snicks. Bye.